Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, April 25th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the latest problems for Kevin McCarthy on the debt limit. Number two, the effort to stop Senator Tuberville's block on military promotions is underway once again. And number three, a bipartisan quartet is set to propose regulations for social media and children. All right, let's get into it. The week continues for House Republicans and Kevin McCarthy in particular as the speaker is continuing to work and confront issues uh, that he has when it comes to passing their debt limit bill. And we're going to focus on what happens if it doesn't get passed. The House Rules Committee is scheduled to begin marking up the Limit Save Grow Act. 4 p.m. today. The top members from the Approps, Budget, and Ways and Means panels will testify. We expect that markup to take several hours and that it will be pretty contentious. But we don't believe there will be a lot of amendment votes. Republican leaders don't want to open the 320-page package up for debate. We've talked about that on this podcast before. While Democrats will argue the proposal is so bad, it can't be fixed. McCarthy and other top Republicans had said privately that they were hoping to go to the floor as early as Wednesday, but they may not be ready then. So let's look at the bill's prospects, some of the challenges that it continues to face when it comes to getting 218 votes for the $4.5 trillion package. We spent all of Monday talking to GOP members, aides, and leadership sources trying to figure that out. And here is what we know. Number one, McCarthy continues to have a big problem with Midwestern Republicans due to their opposition to repealing ethanol credits. This issue isn't going away. We've been told that there may be as many as 8 to 10 House Republicans who could vote against the GOP package because it eliminates Democratic-passed ethanol tax credits. They're also rejecting leadership's argument that House Republicans unanimously voted against the Democratic-authored Inflation Reduction Act last year, so they've already opposed the credits once. Still, the Midwesterners who represent the pro-ethanol faction in Congress argue that this is Republicans trying to eliminate the credits once they've been acted, and that makes a huge difference. Some names to watch here. Ashley Hinson, the Republican from Iowa, an up-and-comer in the House, also questionable what happens with Senator Chuck Grassley. Does the Republican from Iowa get involved in this House bill or stay out of it altogether. Number two, we have heard a few more names of conservatives who are giving leadership a run for their money on this vote. They include Representatives Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Chip Roy of Texas, Andy Biggs of Arizona, and Matt Rosendale of Montana. So there's a number of reasons why conservatives are upset with the package. They think the work requirements Republican leaders want to impose on federal social programs like SNAP are too weak. Some of these GOP lawmakers never wanted to back a debt limit increase at all. And then there's Republicans like George Santos, who's unhappy with the work requirements in the bill as well. He filed an amendment with the Rules Committee to boost the number of required work hours per week to qualify for federal social programs from 20 to 30. Why Santos, who represents a swing district, is looking to drag the bill to the right is a mystery to us. Representative Matt Gates of Florida said he'd vote against the package unless Republican leadership agrees to enact the stringent work requirements in 2024 instead of 25. This is something GOP leadership has rejected as unworkable. 
So let's fast forward a little bit. What happens if McCarthy fails? It goes without saying that the worst possible outcome for Kevin McCarthy is House Republicans failing to pass the proposal. It would completely sap him of any leverage with the White House and Senate Democrats in the larger negotiations. And if McCarthy can't get this loaded up GOP bill through the chamber, what can he get through? That's going to be the big question that not only is he only he going to have to answer, but a lot of other folks are going to be asking. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has been insisting that McCarthy can't, under any circumstances, muster the 218 needed for a bill that raises the debt limit. Yet the outcome of the House vote might not matter to Schumer. The New York Democrat was asked last week if he'd change his mind about the need for a clean debt limit hike if McCarthy showed he could pass something out of the House. He insisted, quote, clean debt ceiling is the way to go. So it's unclear exactly what a compromise does look like to Schumer. Of course, the other big question, if you fast forward it, what happens if House Republicans pass it? McCarthy hopes passing this bill will give him what he's wanted all along a chance to negotiate with President Joe Biden and Schumer over federal debt, the deficit, and government spending. It's not entirely clear he'll get that right away, but there is increasing pressure on the White House to sit down and talk to McCarthy, and there are those in the West Wing who want Biden to talk to the Speaker. Also, it's important to consider this. After this week, the House will be out until May 9th. The clock is ticking in a very serious way right now. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, our very own Andrew Desiderio leading the way here with some new reporting that Senator Elizabeth Warren, the Massachusetts Democrat, is expected to head to the Senate floor this week to try to end Senator Tommy Tuberville's unprecedented blockade of military promotions. This comes as the list of pending promotions has grown to nearly 200, and the Alabama Republican is denying the swift Senate approval of these appropriate promotions as he seeks to reverse the Pentagon's policy that increases abortion access for service members. So these promotions are normally approved on a rolling basis unanimously and with little fanfare on the floor. But as we have told you in this podcast over the past several weeks, Tuberville has put a blanket hold on all of them, saying he won't budge until the policy, which allows for paid leave and travel reimbursements for service members seeking to use abortion services is rescinded. Tupperville's aides insist the Alabama Republican isn't going to back down and Democrats are running out of options to shake these promotions free. Of course, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer could file cloture on them and go through the laborious processes of clearing them all on the floor, but that's not going to happen. So here's where Warren's involvement is notable. She's the chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee's Subcommittee on Personnel. And earlier this month, Warren wrote to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin asking for information on how Tuberville's holds are impacting national security and military readiness. Austin said in a recent public testimony that the holds are having a negative impact, and he's already spoken with the Alabama Republican directly. So how does this all end? Senate Armed Services Committee Chair Jack Reed insists Tuberville isn't going to get his way on the Pentagon's abortion policy, arguing it would encourage others to use the same tactic. We scooped earlier this month that Tuberville's office had asked the Government Accountability Office whether the Pentagon's abortion policy is subject to congressional review, but even a Senate vote on rescinding the policy might not get him to back off. This is going to be something we are continuing to watch today and in the coming weeks if this does not change. 
Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. An interesting bipartisan quartet will be getting together to propose new social media regulations. Senators Tom Cotton, Chris Murphy, Ryan Schatz, and Katie Britt will unveil a new proposal this week aimed at protecting kids when they use social media. So let's be completely clear. This may be the only issue on which these four lawmakers can agree. No, but seriously. Each of them has young children, and the group will propose a new age minimum for the use of social media. Children under 13 would be barred from using social media, while children ages 13 to 17 can use it with parental consent. The bill will also further regulate the algorithms that tech companies use to target minors. The offices of these four senators are treating the details of this bill like it's a state secret. We will report back when we know more. And with that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please talk about it. Share with your friends on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also go deeper on all the morning's headlines with our free morning newsletter. You can sign up for that at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.